0: Welcome to an Ask Me
1: Anything episode on the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to get our hands dirty and talk marketing strategy and execution to help set the strategy and overcome marketing obstacles facing a member of the MarTech Podcast community. Joining us for today's marketing strategy AMA is Edward Ford, who is the director of marketing at Supermetrics, which is a tool for simplifying business reporting that consolidates metrics from sources like Google Analytics, AdWords, YouTube, and Facebook into one place. Edward is also the host of the Growth Hub podcast, which is a collection of conversations about marketing growth and sales with the best minds in SaaS from around the world. And today, Edward and I are going to chat about how to drive podcast growth using organic and paid channels, and maybe even a few other topics. Here's our interview with Edward Ford, the Director of Marketing at Supermetrics and the host of the Growth Hub podcast. Edward, welcome to the first recording that we've ever done of an AMA episode on the MarTech Podcast. Benjamin, thanks for
2: having me. Excited to be here and to dig into the first ever AMA on your podcast.
1: I'm excited to get started. And honestly, I'm a little terrified. I hope I can provide you some good advice. But this one I think is going to be an easy one because it's primarily going to be around driving podcast growth, which is something I've spent a lot of time on over the last year or so. So let's just get a little background. Tell the MarTech podcast community a little bit about your background and Supermetrics, Your podcast tells who you are and what you're working on. So I
2: have a background in B2B marketing and I was working here in Helsinki, Finland, which is where I'm based originally from the UK, but I have a Finnish wife. So that's how I came across from the UK to Finland. And I was working in a cloud computing company in the marketing team. We had a two-person marketing team. And I think that was really where I got into B2B and marketing and the tech side of things. And from there... I ended up joining a small Finnish growth marketing agency called Advanced B2B who had been operating at that time within the Finnish market and were looking to go international. And Advanced B2B had always been focused on working with SaaS and high-tech companies within the B2B space. I had actually some previous experience working in an agency early on in my career, and I was quite keen to go back to the agency side. So I joined Advanced B2B to help take the company international, working with scale-up and expansion stage SaaS and tech companies. And that was where we uh, launched the Growth Hub podcast as part of our own marketing efforts. And then from there, after being at Advanced B2B for an amazing two years, I recently joined Supermetrics. So I went from the agency side to back in-house and joined up with the marketing team. And I've been there for a couple of months now and I'm loving it and getting my hands dirty and really enjoying experiencing life on the inside of a SaaS company. So that's a bit about me and my background and how I got into growth marketing, B2B, SaaS tech,
1: MarTech, and podcasts. Okay. So tell me a little bit about some of the problems that you're facing and how can I help you? Yeah, I guess one interesting question I have to start off
2: is about podcasts because of course that is a big cornerstone piece for us at Advanced B2B. So even though I've recently joined Supermetrics, we're still keeping the podcast going. So I'm still still working with the team back at Advanced B2B and we have grown the podcast essentially through organic means. And I know here on the Martech podcast, you've grown the podcast very quickly to over 100,000 downloads. And you've been doing a lot of different promotion tactics from the organic side to the paid side. So, what have been some of your most effective growth strategies for building up your podcast?
1: I absolutely will tell you what our growth strategies and plan are, but just give me a little bit more background about what you've done so far and what's the status of your podcast. Talk to me about some of the channels that you've tried so far and what have the results been?
2: Yeah, I can give some context to the podcast so it's a bit easier to understand. So like I said, when I joined Advanced B2B, the company was operating basically within the Finnish market and nobody knew about Advanced B2B outside of Finland really. And when we were going international, we knew that we needed to be part of the SaaS community. We needed to be part of the growth marketing community. And we came up with the idea of starting a podcast very, very quickly. And we just started rolling with it to see where it would take us. And really, it was initially about building awareness about advanced B2B, being part of the discussion, interviewing and chatting with some of the best minds in SaaS. And and we really wanted to go after some great names from great companies. Because of course, from a marketing perspective, we just wanted to help our own audiences. So growth marketers and marketers, CEOs, founders to understand how other companies have grown their businesses, the challenges that they have had. So that kind of sets the context for the podcast and really at first we didn't do too much promotion which kind of sounds strange as a marketing agency so we knew that this was a bit of a long play and a long game so I think for us just having like a very niche focus was one thing that stood out for us because we were huge podcast fans at that time and we knew a lot of people within the space were big podcast fans as well so we were listening to Harry Stebbing's podcast, the official SaaS the one. Then there was some other podcasts which were about B two B marketing. Some others were about growth, but there wasn't really one that sat in the middle of SaaS B two B marketing and growth marketing. So that's really the position we wanted to fill. And slowly over time, we grew an audience. We had to be very patient, but really it was through networks that I think was the key growth lever for us. So of course, having these guests come on the show, who would then share the episodes with their networks, and slowly but surely we would expand our reach. So I think that was one big play for us. And then another were communities. So identifying big communities where our audience would be present. In particular, growthhackers.com was super, super valuable for us. So a lot of our episodes were picked up there and reached the top of Growth Hackers. They were featured in the newsletter. Those were probably two of the key channels. I think social to some extent... And I think a third channel would be organic, in particular, when people were searching for the actual guests themselves who had been on the show. So we've had people like Rand Fishkin, April Dunford, Hiten Shah, Bill Mkhaitis, former CMO at Slack. So all these people who people are researching and looking for information on and how they've grown these companies and what they've done. And that has also been quite effective for us. So I think those were a few of the things we have done. So yeah, I'd love to hear what advice you have.
1: So tell me just in terms of the size of the show, where are you and what are your goals?
2: Our goals were primarily about engagement. So we wanted to create a show that had a highly engaged audience. We weren't too worried about size because as a marketing agency, it was relatively small. We didn't need to fill the funnel. We didn't need to have a huge amount of inbound leads coming in on a daily basis compared to, say, a freemium SaaS business. And also, we weren't looking to monetize the podcast, so it wasn't necessarily about size of audience in terms of sponsorship opportunities Mm -hmm. and so forth. So I think for us, it was really about just creating a great show that dug into some really important topics that uncovered some really valuable lessons in growth and how to build companies and how to scale up your SaaS business, your B2B business. So for us, in many ways, how we measured success, it was based on people actually reaching out for out to us and sending messages like, Hey, loved your recent episode. When is the next one coming? It's people sharing things on Twitter and LinkedIn. It's people coming up to us at conferences saying, Hey, you're from the Growth of Podcast and talking with us and people connecting with us through social. So I think it was much more anecdotal and it was more about the qualitative feedback that we got that I think was the objective. But having said that, the podcast has grown over time and we don't have too many episodes out. So we're just over 30, around 32. We haven't published on too regular of a basis, but we're generating just under a thousand downloads per episode which isn't too bad for such a niche podcast. But again, that was never really the objective. It was more about engagement, interaction, discussion. And now having recently switched over to Supermetrics, there's been a couple of months where we haven't published anything, but I can tell our listeners that there's new episodes coming soon and people have been reaching out and asking, hey, when's your next episode coming out? So I think we've really succeeded in building that audience and that's really what we'll continue to do. So,
1: so first off, it sounds like you're doing a lot right. And I think about understanding what your goals are and the community that you're trying to reach. You know, you mentioned that your original goal was to create awareness in the SaaS and growth marketing communities and that you wanted to drive engagement, not necessarily build a following that was meant for advertisers, right? You're not trying to grow to tens of thousands of marketers a month. You want to be very specific about who you're reaching out to. And I think for the most part, you've hit the nail on the head in terms of Doing things like leveraging your existing network and how you've positioned the show is, I think, right on. A couple of things that stick out to me in terms of the purpose of podcasting and driving growth. First and foremost, the thing that I think you need to nail is be very clear on your positioning. And this goes all the way into what your title is. You're the Growth Hub Podcast. So when I am scanning through the podcast app store, when I'm looking for shows about growth, I understand what your title is. I think that a lot of marketers, when they're creating podcasts, often want to do self-branded podcasts, or they want to create a podcast with a unique name. It's different than creating a domain name. You can be a company like supermetrics.com, which is not descriptive. That's a great domain name but on a website, you have more of an opportunity because there is more text for people, whether they're searching or whether they get to the website, to actually digest what the purpose of your website is. In the podcast app store, you just don't have that many characters. So I am more of a fan of naming podcasts, what they are about and trying to be very specific. My show is about MarTech. It's about marketing and technology. In the title, we have the words marketing, technology, and growth. So The only little caveat I have in terms of the positioning of your show is if you're trying to reach the SaaS-specific community, I might actually change the title or modify it slightly to be the SaaS Growth Podcast or the SaaS Growth Hub if you want to basically position yourself as SaaS and growth. And I do think that that's important. It's the difference between, let's use an automotive example. You can name a company Automoto or you can name it Cars.com. I think cars.com is much more clear on what you're getting. So I think in podcast positioning, you want to be as descriptive as you possibly can. And even if it's not a completely unique name, there's no reason why you can't have a name that is very similar to other podcasts. I would try to be descriptive.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I think this is quite an interesting point to bring up. And it's a discussion we had back when we started the show. And that was, what should we actually name the podcast? Because of course, the marketing agency being Advanced B2B, Did we want to position it as the advanced B2B podcast, or did we want to focus more on what we're actually going to be talking about? And we actually made the decision because we also had to understand that advanced B2B had quite a different positioning or had quite a different situation in terms of brand awareness within the Finnish market compared to the international market. So this is also something we needed to overcome, which is why we focused on a name like the Growth Hub, so that would really build an identity for the podcast but also being the Growth Hub podcast by Advanced B2B would have the connection back to the marketing agency. And we also then built our blog around the name, The Growth Hub, so that this would be our content hub because we have uh, built content beyond the podcast. So from that perspective, it was a big discussion we had. We went back and forth quite a few times, but ultimately came back to the decision to go with The Growth Hub. And I think especially when we started the podcast, since this was early 2017 there weren't so many podcasts in general, but also in this space, there are now a few more podcasts that have popped up in a similar space around growth marketing around SaaS and B2B. So back then it made sense. And our Twitter handle is at SaaS growth hub. So we have emphasized the SaaS aspect, even though it is not purely tied to SaaS more on the martech, high tech B2B SaaS space.
1: So for the most part, you got your show positioning and differentiation, right? Some of the other things that I think that you've done right is your positioning and how you're titling your episodes, whether it's App Store optimization or search engine optimization, you're trying to be as descriptive as you can. Like, those are the things I think that you've done well. You also mentioned that you're engaging with communities like growth hackers and you're asking your guests to help share the show. You know, the most important thing when you're trying to grow a small but niche podcast following, I think the most value you're likely to get is first and foremost from the guests that you're reaching out to. And by offering someone access to your content production capabilities, you're providing value to guests by offering to have them on the show. And you could build relationships with the people that you want to reach. I'll give you an example. One of the leaders in B2B podcasting that I know of is a company called Sweetfish Media. They not only produce the, I think it's called the B2B Growth Podcast, which is a daily show about B2B growth. But they also produce podcasts for other companies and a large part of their strategy, which I think they've been very successful at, is providing value just through the outreach. They're building relationships by offering people access to their podcast. You're obviously doing that already well, and then once you have access to those people and you're creating content for them, that's the beginning of the relationships you're trying to cultivate. It's also great that you're trying to get those people to share the content you're creating with their networks. That's a huge growth engine. One of the things that we do on our show is that we focus on LinkedIn primarily, but whenever we have a guest, we are communicating with them regularly after we've recorded our content saying... Here is the edited version of your content. Let us know if you have feedback a couple days before the podcast is going to launch. Here's the URL that you're going to share. Here's the places we'd like you to share it. On the day the podcast launches, we're resharing that link. We're promoting it ourselves on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on the social networks that we think are important for our show. And then we're asking them to write their own posts. And in some cases, we're even writing the copy for them to share. So the more that you can make it easy and be very clear about what you want your guests to share, the more likely they are to do that syndication for you. I think some of the things in places where you can continue to grow your podcast, and like I said, it sounds like you're getting a thousand downloads an episode, which is a pretty good mark. I think that the thing that's important in podcasting and in content creation channels is consistency. And a lot of it is volume as well. So if you're going to Continue to focus on this podcast, you kind of need to jump in the pool in the deep end or get out. <laughs> the right metaphor, excuse my language, is shit or get off the pot. <laughs> but one of the reasons why I believe that the Martech podcast has grown the way that it has is that we've consistently published high quality content on a regular cadence. So even if you're not going to be a daily show like the Martech podcast, post once a week. This doesn't have to be. You doing an interview every week, you can do one interview that's a two-hour interview and post a half an hour once a month. So you can break your content into smaller chunks. But I do believe that posting regularly is very important. Give people a cadence and a timeline that they can find predictable, just like a TV show. And I know that this medium is changing, but people like knowing that the news is coming on at 5.30 every weekday night. They want to know that the sports event that they're going to be watching starts at 4.30 on Saturday. So pick a time, a date, and publish regularly on that time. And if you need to break your content into smaller chunks, I think that's fine. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, Half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mix modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M U T I N E X.co. So, first and foremost, my recommendation would be if you're going to do it, do it consistently. In terms of growing your podcast growth outside of just the content production, which it sounds like you've done a good job at, but just haven't produced a lot of content. The things that come up to mind are leverage your existing network between Supermetrics, between advanced B2B. I'm sure that you guys have a database of existing followers, right? You have your existing customers, your existing leads. One of the things that I've done, I'm the host of a podcast called the Voices of Search podcast for consulting client search metrics, and they have a database of tens of thousands of SEOs who are prospects and customers and leads, or just people that have engaged with them at different events. And instead of constantly emailing that community talking about what are the different products or what is the different value propositions that search metrics can provide, we've started to move towards, hey, we've published new content and this is a series of content we think you'd be interested in. So one of the tricks that we've done is we've moved from recording one episode a week every week Most of the time we record one episode every week, but every once in a while we'll do a weekly series. And this is similar to what I do on the MarTech podcast. That's a 90 minute to a two hour interview that we're breaking up into five different parts and we're publishing each part once a day. So five parts published Monday through Friday. And when you do these weekly series, I think that that's a good enough reason to email the people that are in your database. And I'll give you an example this week on the Voices of Search podcast, we're publishing Mobile Marketing Week, where we interviewed one of the biggest influencers in the world, Cindy Crumb, who is an expert in mobile marketing. So I sat down with Cindy for almost two hours. We recorded a long interview. We broke it into five parts. We publish one part every day. And on Monday this week, Searchmetrics sent out an email to their followers saying, hey, we're really excited about this piece of content. We're doing a series called Mobile Marketing Week. We're going to cover these five topics, Monday through Friday, here's the link to the page. You can check in once a week. And that's drove a pretty good amount of traction. And it gets people excited because you're building a lot of velocity and you're getting them trained to check back to see your podcast if they're interested in the content. So that's one way to leverage your existing network. There's a couple other things that you can do in terms of paid promotion. I've mentioned ad nauseum in our monthly updates. I love the Knit platform, K-N-I-T. It's knit.audio as a podcast advertising platform. I'm not sure internationally how much inventory they have. I know that it is a very effective tool if you're trying to grow your podcast audience here in the United States. And for context, you need to be able to record a 30 to 60 second audio ad, but you can place your audio Integrated into really premium podcasts like CNN and Bleacher Report, and and basically all of the Turner properties and some other content. So you can advertise on these shows that have huge reach and the CPMs are relatively low. And even though the targeting isn't B2B SaaS specific, it's a large enough audience and the inventory is cheap enough that you can find a good bang for your buck and really get the word out of your podcast. Other paid promotion channels, ones that I've tested out, uh, there's an inside newsletter, inside.com is another paid promotion channel that I've been testing that I've seen some good results on. So if you have some budget, you can always start to buy your audience. I'm also testing out native advertising platforms and retargeting on Facebook. So you can do some paid promotion, but I would focus on reaching people that are listening to podcasts where they are or try to get into their inbox. So that's really the knit and the inside platform. And the last thing I would talk about, you mentioned that you're doing this in the sense of you're engaging with the people that are your guests and trying to get them to talk about the show. There's the idea of content syndication. This is one of the things that we're starting to do more of. It's not just enough to post announcing that your podcast has been launched. That's an interesting announcement, but there's so much more you can do breaking up your long form content into short form content. We are moving towards a process that we're building out for the MarTech podcast, where whenever we mention someone on the show or when we have a passage that is specifically interesting that we know people are listening to, we will chop out that audio and move it into a shorter form piece of content that can be republished on LinkedIn and on Twitter or on different forums. So for example, I mentioned Sweetfish Media earlier in this podcast. I am likely to clip that part of the podcast out and then send it to my friends at Sweetfish and say, hey, just a note that we shouted you out on our podcast, said some nice things about you. Here's the audio clip that we created. A great tool for doing this is a tool called Headliner. I believe that it's headliner.app, A-P-P, and what you could do is take your audio Upload an image as a background and it'll show the waveform so you can turn your audio into a video and give the people that you talk about shareable content. So you're not just getting the people that you're interviewing to share your content. You're also getting the people that you're mentioning to share the content as well. And lastly, you could take those notable parts or mentions and you share them in different groups. If you talk specifically about email marketing, go find the email marketing threads on Quora and on Reddit and share your short form content there, or just share the post that you're mentioning and the timeline when you actually mention the most notable part about your conversation related to the topic. So if we're talking about email marketing at minute 15 of this podcast, that's something that you can mention in various groups and forums. So, you know, at the end of the day, outside of having a paid budget and being able to pay to drive your audience growth, To me, the key to building a podcast following is consistency in podcast publishing, getting the people who are interested or speaking on your podcast to share the content. And then the third thing is breaking your long-form content into short-form content and syndicating that through the social networks and forums. So if I had to break it down into the three big things I would recommend you do, those are probably the places I would start.
2: There was a lot of great takeaways there. I took a bunch of notes and I think a few things to add and thoughts on what you were discussing there. And for sure, the great thing about creating a podcast is that you can, like you said, repurpose that content. There's so many things you can do with the content from your podcast, whether it's just one person talking about different topics or whether it's interview-based like the Growth Hub podcast, that's a great opportunity. And this is not just from a podcast perspective, but the content strategy at Advanced B2B thinking of content as a publication or content as a library. So we were very much of the opinion, I think in general within B2B space, it makes sense to think about your content more so as a library. So the thing about podcasting is that it's almost like a publication in some ways in that you have to acquire and retain an audience. It's like subscription-based content in the same way you would subscribe to a magazine or a newspaper. But the great thing about content marketing in B2B is that if you think about creating a library of content, then you're creating content that has a long shelf life. So think of evergreen content pieces that will be as relevant in one, two years down the line as they are now. So what's interesting with our podcast, even though we didn't have a regular publishing schedule, and of course, we had some limitations with our resources since we were having all our customer work as well. So for us, what we found is that we did see, of course, a spike in downloads when we would release a new episode. But over time, you actually see that grow as well. So what's quite interesting now, we're here in March 2019. This is close to our second best month ever, and we haven't actually published anything since early January. So you can see that if you create content that is evergreen and has a long shelf life, then you don't necessarily need to be tied into a regular publishing schedule, whether it would be daily or weekly, since that content will live forever. And if it's valuable and evergreen, then people will find their way to it. So I think this is a good way to think about your content from this publication versus library point of view. And again, I think awareness and acquisition was our original objective for the podcast but it was very interesting to see that change as well over time because what we noticed is that the podcast was having an impact further down the funnel for us so at the bottom of the funnel during sales discussions when we were discussing with potential new clients that they would be talking about their problems and challenges and we would say well actually slack had this very same problem and i was talking with their first marketing hire former cmo and this is how they solve that challenge Or then someone would be talking about another challenge. And we said, well, actually, Hotjaw had that challenge. And I was speaking with their CEO, and this is how they solved it. And it became very effective during the sales process and really helped build trust and authority. And then from a customer perspective, I think some of our biggest fans were actual customers. And they would be asking, when is the next episode? Who's going to be on the show? And we'd be asking them for recommendations about who they would like to have come on the show. What topics would you like us to discuss? So it actually became a very effective bottom of funnel and in a way, customer delight piece of the puzzle as well. And- We never even thought about that when we started it. So you can see how effective a podcast can be. And depending on your own situation, the strategy and the benefits it brings can almost surprise you and they can change over time. So again, it never was really about just building the huge audience. And I don't think we would really experiment too much with paid promotion just to get new readers. Maybe if we had, we could have grown quicker. But now with other things like with recruitment, it also helped from that perspective. And we've also built a very engaged email community. So it's called Advanced Insider, And rather than just pushing our content out to a big subscriber email list, this is about making email more of a two-way communication again. So going from more of a kind of monologue to a dialogue and getting our community involved in coming up with ideas for the podcast, what kind of topics people would like to have and so forth. So even though it originally started as more of an awareness play, it's evolved into something much bigger than that. So the key takeaway here is like, if you're thinking of starting a podcast, then it really just comes back to why, what is the objective? What's the purpose? What role does it play in your business? And then developing a strategy around that. For example, the Growth Hub podcast and the MarTech podcast are in a way serving two different purposes. And as a result, we kind of take in different paths, which totally makes sense within those two contexts, but definitely some super good takeaways there.
1: Absolutely. I totally agree that, A, the purpose of our two podcasts are different. I am an advertising supported model and you were trying to drive engagement with a SaaS product. I get that the audience growth goals are different. I think either way, the KPI that we're trying to focus on is actually pretty similar. And what both of our goals are is to drive subscribers and you want regular engagement when you publish content stay present in the mind of your prospects and leads. And I want subscribers because I want people to consistently consume our content so we can work and better support our sponsors. I do think that there is something to be said for momentum when it comes to content businesses and that if you publish infrequently, unless your podcast is so substantial and insightful, people are likely to miss it. If you publish frequently, people are getting the routine of looking for your content. And I'll just give you an example. You know, we publish every weekday and I'm looking at our podcast downloads. On Monday, we had 1,030 downloads. The episode that we published that day generated 620 downloads. So for us, the split is about 60-40 between the content that we publish that is that day and then our content archive. So you're going to get more bang for your buck when you publish new content, and that is also going to drive people consuming your content archive. So either way, whether you're trying to drive an advertising-supported podcast business and you're trying to get thousands and thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of downloads like the MarTech podcast, or you're trying to build a small community of B2B SaaS marketers like your podcast podcast promoting content consistently is going to drive subscribers, it's going to drive engagement, and it's going to lead people into consuming your content archive, which is going to build a deeper relationship. If there was anything that I would suggest, you're going to need to publish more frequently if you want deeper and more engagement. So that is the primary thing you got to publish regularly when you're running a content business. And then out of that, I'm gonna use a Gary V term here. I think he says it's the content funnel, but it's the idea of breaking your long form content into short form content taking your podcast, transcribing it to make a blog post, summarizing it to make a different piece of content, stripping out the highlights and turning that into videos and tweets and sharing that all sorts of other place. One interview piece of content can produce so much value if you're investing the time and effort into it. So even if you're not recording a ton of interviews, break them into shorter pieces of content and publish more regularly. That's, to me, the biggest takeaway here. Definitely. All right, Edward, any other questions, anything else that I could help you with?
2: I have one final question. And this is a question that I typically ask at the very end of every single interview we have on the Growth Up podcast, but I'm going to change it slightly since we're talking about podcasts. So what would be your one piece of advice for anyone out there listening who wants to start a podcast?
1: The one piece of advice that I have is to understand the level of commitment and time it's going to take to reach your goals. And the couple of things that I consider is creating a podcast and just publishing an episode is great. It's nice to publish and put your content into Apple, but that is not going to get you where you need to be. You need to publish regularly. You need to publish consistently. In my case, I cannot do this without having an editor cleaning up the audio that we have. You have to record, you have to build out time to do it regularly, do the time to do the networking, make sure that you have the resources and time and team to be able to edit and promote and share the podcast. So to actually get a piece of audio into the Apple App Store, that's a couple hours. Doing a podcast and actually making it worth your time and making it a good business venture takes multiple months of consistent work. So making sure that you're blocking the time off to do it and then having the patience to put months, if not years, into consistently producing content and being patient. Those are the things that you have to think about before you enter into the venture. Yeah.
2: And I can definitely second that. It takes a lot of hard work to get a podcast up and running and running successfully, for sure.
1: Well, Edward, I appreciate you being a groundbreaker on the podcast. This is our first ever Ask Me Anything episode. I hope that you got some actionable insights. We'll put together a list of the tools that we recommended in our show notes so you and everybody else can follow along with them. But let me just say thank you for being a groundbreaker and for joining our show.
2: Oh, Benjamin, it was my pleasure. And thank you so much for having me on the podcast. And also, it was an honor to be the first ever guest on one of your
1: Ask Me Anything episodes. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech podcast. Thanks again to Edward Ford, the director at Supermetrics and host of the Growth Hub podcast for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Edward, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send him a tweet. This is a great handle, Nordic Edward N-O-R-D-I-C-E-D-W-A-R-D. Or you could visit his website, which is edwardford.io. A couple of follow-up links in our show notes that I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. If you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We would love to hear from you. So we've created benjshap.com question, where you can send us your topic suggestions, ask marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show like this Ask Me Anything episode. Of course, you can always reach out on social media as well. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we publish episodes every day during the work week, so hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed the next work day. And if you'd prefer to have our content delivered to your inbox, we have a once a week newsletter with links to our audio player, episode summary and guest contact information. So, to subscribe, go to benjshap.com/newsletter. Again, all of these links you can find in our show notes. So, uh, we hope you check those out and Thanks again to Edward for joining us. And that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.